0: Thank you so much. Would you pray with me? Loving God, speak to us your word of grace, your word of love. May it challenge us. May it bear fruit in our hearts that we may be doers and not just hearers. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Just a few days ago, I had an opportunity to visit a uh, place here in our community, a place that provides uh, our community with opportunities to connect with others. They help, they focus on people who are in recovery, people who are dealing with uh, difficulties in their lives and are trying to get back on their feet. And as I was coming into this place, the first thing that I saw was that there was a lot of movement People were coming and going. Everybody had something to do. There were, com- there were conversations taking place. And um, it, it was evident to me that this was a place where people could come as they are and they would be seen as they are. Uh, they were not judged because, of, um, just merely on um, based on their most vulnerable circumstances that they may be going through. Um, or any mistakes they had made. You know, they they were being helped. Authentic relationships were being developed. And I thought, these people here, these people are doing the Lord's work. I found myself at that moment just being uh, thankful uh, for the things that were being done. And I I could feel God's presence in in, in that place. And it was a blessing for me. This, This happens to me every now and then. Um, I'll be going about my day and out of nowhere, or perhaps, you know, I'll be having a conversation or watching a movie, and I feel God's presence in my life very strongly. Some of these places are just expected. You know, you go to church and you feel God's presence. You visit with your family. You, you spend some time with friends, but there are times, friends where I can feel God's presence in unexpected places. I have to say the Spirit does catch me off guard sometimes. Has that happened to you? You're going about your day you're you're doing something else, perhaps being a little distracted, and all of a sudden, the Spirit is moving you in a special way. You feel like praying or singing, you feel like you have to tell it to somebody else. You have to share that experience. It's, it's, it's a blessing to me when those things happen. Um, what I've come to realize though, as, as time goes by, is that it's not so much about the place uh, where I find God, but it's so much more about the attention that I'm paying at any particular place. Let me repeat that for you. It's not about the place, but rather it is about me paying attention to God's presence in that particular place. Are you with me? If we pay attention, if we open our eyes, we can find God in unexpected places if I'm open to God's presence. Probably one of my favorite quotes from John Wesley is that uh, God is in all things, and we are to see the creator in the face of every creature. We should use and look upon nothing as separate from God, which indeed is a kind of practical atheism, but with a true magnificence of thought survey heaven and earth and all that is therein as contained by God in the hallow of his hand, who by his intimate presence holds them all in being, who pervades and actuates the whole creative frame and is in a true sense the soul of the universe. Can you say amen? Amen. What is Wesley saying with these words? God, God is everywhere. That is one of our most basic Uh, understandings. But we have to listen. We have to pay attention to see God in every creature to find God in every place because God is in every place. God is, according to Wesley, the soul of the universe. So we should not think of anything as separate from God. Because that is as we just heard a kind of practical athe- atheism, as Wesley believed. So we have to pay attention. And friends, I do believe though, that it's paying attention can be difficult for some of us. My wife is looking at me and she agrees. Is it difficult to pay attention for me sometimes? Yeah, sometimes it can be. She'll be saying something to me and then like, what? <laughs> what did you say? You know. But when it comes to God. We can all get distracted sometimes. It's easy to go with the flow. It's easy to get busy with life, with work, with just our everyday things, our busy schedules. And we don't listen or watch for God's presence in any particular situation. But here's the good news. I believe we can be trained to pay attention. I believe we can learn to pay attention to God's presence. I think that is what the spiritual practices are for. Reading scripture, praying, fasting, worship, etc. These are all reminders of the fact that God is present in our lives wherever we go. Reminders are important for us as human beings. As I was reading the the passage for, um, for today's service, I read that Jacob experienced, he had a vision. He was perhaps distracted by the things going on in his life. He had a vision of God, and he became aware of God's presence. Here's what we read. So Jacob rose early in the morning, And he took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called that place Bethel. So that rock served as a reminder of God's presence in that place. It was a rock for him, for us and maybe certain practices Certain things that we incorporate into our routine that remind us of God's presence, that's a possibility. Now, something else that I thought about was interesting as I was reading this passage, is that the people um, of God here in Genesis, they have a sense of finding God, not just in a place, but in, uh, in time they find God at different times in their their history. And I was reminded of a quote by Rabbi Harold Kushner, who wrote the very famous book, When Bad Things Happen to Good People, and who passed away just about three months ago. Uh, And he wrote that throughout their history, the Jewish people did not build large Uh, have not, they haven't built large temples like many Christian churches or any any other religions do, but rather they have built cathedrals in time, he said. What does he mean by that? Well, the Jewish community, they have their holy days, they have their tradition, their practices, and it is through those holy days, it is through those practices that they find God in their lives. Those days serve as reminders. Those days are pedagogical. They learn about God through those rituals. I feel like I could learn much from just that um, understanding of the divine. Because sometimes I'm not very careful with how I use my time. Sometimes, like I said, I can get distracted. Sometimes I can uh, use my my time in, in 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 things that are not as beneficial. Um, but if I recognize, if I understand that God is present in time, then I can look for God in my. Uh, in my everyday life and find ways to honor him every day. When God says to Jacob, I am the Lord of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, he was basically telling Jacob, I am with you. I am part of your past. I'm part of your history and when God tells Jacob, and your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, God is telling Jacob, I'm also part of your future. I have been with you, I have been with your people in the past and I will continue to be with you in the future that refers to God's promise. And God is challenging Jacob, I believe, to practice memory, looking back and finding God in our past, and imagination, looking forward and finding God in our future. Memory and imagination, these are two important things for us to find the divine throughout our history. How often do we do that as a church? How often do we exercise our memory? How often do do we practice our imagination when it comes to ministry? I have found that sometimes it's easy for churches and for some churches to look back and remember. Perhaps they remember the time when they started as a church, the good old days. They remember perhaps a certain pastor. They remember perhaps a certain ministry in the past. And I believe it's good to remember. It's good to honor those who came before us. How often do we think about the future? What God is moving us toward? How often do we take some time to honor not just those who came before us, but those who will come after us. How much are we now working to create a space to build a church for the kids in our congregation? Perhaps for those people who are not even here yet, but who will join the church in the future. Are we working now to make this a welcoming space for them? Are you with me? So God is with us in the past. We remember, we exercise our memory. At the same time we look forward, we exercise our imagination and think how can we now, today, build and work for those who will come after us. I feel like the people who come after us, those are very neglected sometimes. But the work that we do today will have an impact on our church tomorrow and we have to always be mindful of that as well. And at all times we have to be mindful of our presence as well. What are we doing today What are we building today? We talked about seeds last week. What seeds are we planting today that will grow and bear fruit for those who come after us? Today, we get to make a difference. Today, we have to remember the words of the Reverend Martin Luther King when he said, the time is always right to do what is right. I would add the time is always right to build and plant and make those relationships. Now, when I think about time, I, I think there's a, it's important for us to remember that there's different words for time in the scriptures, there's the uh, Chronos and there's Kairos. Okay, when we think of time chronologically, that's the word. That's where the word chrono- chronology comes from. Chronos, that we're thinking in terms of um, how we measure time: seconds, hours, days, weeks, months, years, decades, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But there's another way to think of time, and that is kairos, which refers to the opportunity that comes with time. So every time you hear someone say, this is the day the Lord has made, we are speaking chirologically, not just chronologically, of course. We have 24 hours. But when we think chirologically, we start thinking, how are we taking these 24 hours and making a difference? In our lives making a different difference in our churches. And when we live chirologically rather than chronologically, we start paying attention, living in the moment, seizing the day as a church. When we were talking before the service for Bible study, I I, I talked about a district superintendent that I had in New Jersey. And every time he preached, he would finish his sermon the same way. And it was very memorable, very simple. He would say, this is the time, and we are the people. This is the time, and we are the people. Now, what does he? What did he mean by that? Anybody cares to take a guess? This is the time. What's that? Be a witness. Be a witness. Yeah. I think what he meant was, we can't wait for tomorrow to make a difference. We can't focus too much on the past and idealize the past in a way that keeps us from doing the work today. I don't know, this is the time. History is being made today. He was thinking gyrologically. And when he said, we are the people, he was putting the responsibility on every single one of us to work and make a difference for the church and the community. One of my pastors in Mexico used to preach um, about the prophet and how, one of the prophets and how God called him and the prophet said, here I am, send me, have you read that story before? What my pastor used to say, well, sometimes the way we respond is here I am, send this other guy who's (laughs) next to me. But when we think chirologically, when we understand that this is the time and we are the people, there's no way we're going to put the responsibility on someone else. Rather, we're going to take ownership of the call. We're going to take ownership of the promise and we're going to do our part, whatever we can do as small or as big as it is to make a difference in the church. Not waiting for tomorrow. No, Not, not waiting for... Um, when things may be more according to our expectations because the time is always right to do what's right. Not focusing on the past in a way that distracts us from the present. Not just focusing on those people who we consider to be more prepared or more eloquent or or better at doing things. No, no friends, this is the time and we are the people. Can you say amen to that? Amen. But we have to take the time to remember. We have to take the time to find, to to pay attention, to listen to what God is telling us to do in this place and at this time. The church throughout its history has faced many challenges, many challenges. But the challenges that the church faced even 20 or 30 years ago, are not the same challenges that the church faces today. And the people who came before us, they did their work. They did their ministry, they planted those seeds. But when it comes to dealing with today's challenges, friends, we are the people. It is up to you and me. This is the time. We are the people if we listen to God's voice, if we pay attention, if we leave, if we live chirologically, friends, I believe we can make a difference today. I believe God will use us and make a difference through us in this place if we're open to it. Can you say amen? Let's pray. Loving God, we thank you so much for the challenge that is your word. Sometimes it's easy for us to get distracted. We fill our schedules with all kinds of activities. We focus on perhaps the past or we dream too much about the future, but God, you're challenging us now to realize that you are in this place right now. Help us pay attention. Help us listen to your voice. Help us work now and plant those seeds, not just to honor those who came before us, but to uh, create a more welcoming place for those who will come after us. Help us step up to the challenge and be the church that you are calling us to be at this time, in this place. Help us listen to you. Help us when we we lose our way or get distracted. Help us when we uh, get tired. And help us always rely on you, on your spirit. For we know that you sustain us you shape us, you nurture us, just like you have before, and you, just as you were with us in the past, you are with us today, and you will be faithful in the future, and so it is in the name of Jesus that we pray, amen.